Okay, episode 13 of the Main Pulse podcast. First thing, I finished up the analysis dealing with the big switch between the main Democrats and the unenrolled voters. It goes much deeper than the episode did. Lots of colorful graphs and a dig into the libertarian numbers to see where they went. It focuses on statewide totals. I didn't dig into counties or municipalities on that one. That is something I'd like to do, especially with where the analysis ends up leaving off. But as I've said before, the ones with data always end up taking me a lot longer. I keep saying I'm done with them, but then I start pulling a thread and before I know it, I'm sucked in. Still, maybe I'll at least release the data for county and municipalities so others can check it out. But that's what I said last time, so I don't know, we'll see. We'll see how popular that episode ends up and if people are actually checking out the analysis. Okay, so what we got today is I wanted to pull something big together on why Janet Mills is Maine's greatest monster and we'd be better off with a timid and tanned Paula Page than four more years of her. But I ended up not having time to do any of that before the election. So it now appears she's got another four years at Maine's helm and now she'll be governing like she's got a mandate justifying her authoritarian form of governance. And so what this is, is this is an attempt to really begin documenting in sort of a chronological order how her decisions have harmed Maine. So what I've done is I've pulled a bunch of articles from that time and I'm going to read through some of the highlights. If you want to read them in their entirety, I'll have archive links up on the show page. And so I'm going to read through some selections and really just let them tell the story. All right, from a DHHS press release dated June 22nd, 2021, Maine DHHS publishes healthcare worker vaccination rates. All right, I'm going to summarize this first one. For the May reporting period, 67% of nursing home staff are vaccinated. 73.5% of all Maine's hospital staff are vaccinated. But Maine Med, Maine's largest hospital, pulled the average down with only 52% of staff being vaccinated as of May 2021. Okay, the Bangor Daily News, August 10th, 2021. Janet Mills considers a vaccine mandate for healthcare workers after two hospital outbreaks. Some vaccinated workers tested positive at the Portland hospitals, while a Belfast hospital spokesperson declined to comment on vaccination status. It goes on, Mills spokesperson Lindsey Crete said the governor is quote-unquote seriously considering a mandate under existing state rules governing vaccinations, something supported by the Maine Hospital Association and another industry group for nursing homes. Waldo County General Hospital spokesperson Jennifer Harris said the outbreak there is a result of community transmission of the virus. The coastal county is currently seeing the highest rate in the state. Employees who tested positive are currently isolated at home. The two hospitals have seen varied vaccination rates. Maine Medical Center reported 87% of employees were fully vaccinated as of June, and Waldo County General Hospital reported 78%. Maine has reported 712 so-called breakthrough cases in vaccinated people, which would equal just 0.085% of fully vaccinated people here. (laughs) I forgot when they were still tracking breakthrough cases. How much changes in a year, huh? Okay, so now it's August 19th, 2021. From the Maine Policy Institute, the governor's gamble. 
weighing the potential costs of Mills' healthcare worker vaccine mandate. On August 12th, Maine Governor Janet Mills issued an emergency rule change through the State Department of Health and Human Services that requires anyone employed by designated healthcare facilities to be fully vaccinated for COVID-19 by October 1st. This gives those workers who have thus far declined a COVID-19 vaccine about a month to get their final shot, since two weeks following the final dose is what it takes for one to be considered fully vaccinated. This made Maine the fourth state to issue a similar mandate, following California, Oregon, and Washington. Governor Andrew Cuomo made his decree on Monday, making New York the fifth state to impose similar rules. Of the lot, Washington, New York, and Maine do not allow healthcare workers to opt for a regular COVID-19 testing instead of taking a vaccine. Washington and Maine also do not allow philosophical or religious exemptions to their mandates. The only exemptions that will be granted are for those whose doctors deem COVID-19 vaccinations medically inadvisable. Ordered without public comment or legislative oversight, the new rule inserts the current emergency use authorization vaccines for COVID-19 into the existing required vaccination schedule for Maine healthcare workers under DHHS. Responding to a reporter's question about how the policy might affect the ranks of Maine's healthcare workers, Mills answered that, because of the universality of the mandate, quote, there won't be many places to go, end quote. And I can actually play her answering this question because that Maine Policy Institute article put a link up to it. This might prompt them to leave the workforce. Given the workforce shortages that we have in the state, you know, especially in healthcare, do you have any concerns about that? And is there anything that can be done to try to, to stop that from happening? Sure, good question. And it's something we've been thinking about and talking about uh, for a little bit. And frankly, the re one of the reasons, a good reason to have such a universal requirement for all licensees is that very problem of people at least threatening to leave the workforce and get a job elsewhere. Quite frankly, if everybody does this and we're requiring all licensees to do it, uh, there won't be many places to go. Um, people will not be able to quit their job and go to another job as readily because all healthcare licensees are going to be required to have everybody vaccinated, make sure every employee is, is vaccinated. So the universality of this rule, I think, is beneficial from that point of view. It'll help uh, employers and healthcare providers, and I think it will help <clears throat> make sure that we have the highest quality healthcare in the state of Maine. Thank you, Governor. And And the last bit from that same article, state data show about 20 to 25% of state healthcare workers are still unvaccinated for COVID-19. All right, September 1st, 2021, from the Portland Press-Herald, three main nursing homes announced closures this week and more appear imminent. Staffing shortages are driving the closures, but other reasons such as workers' reluctance to get the COVID-19 vaccine have contributed, health officials say. A trade association that represents 92 of the state's 93 nursing homes confirmed the closures Wednesday and called on the state to release millions of dollars that could be used to support an industry suffering from COVID-19 fatigue, the rise of the Delta variant, and a long-term care provider community stretched too thin. The closures will leave dozens of residents and families uncertain about their future. All right, Portland Press-Herald, September 2nd, 2021. 
Maine allows more time for required vaccinations as new COVID-19 cases nearly double. The state will begin enforcing its vaccine mandate on October 29th rather than October 1st to give healthcare workers more time to become fully vaccinated and to give healthcare organizations time to use 146 million in forthcoming funds to address workforce needs. Governor Janet Mills announced Thursday the deadline for workers to get immunized is still October 1st, but state enforcement of a healthcare facility's state license won't begin until October 29th. My goal is that every healthcare worker in Maine is vaccinated, Mills said in a statement. Anyone who is placed in the care of a healthcare worker has the right to expect, as do their families, that they will receive high quality, safe care from fully vaccinated staff. Okay, quick interject, and to be clear, what I'm about to say is 100% my opinion, but when she started saying that with a straight face, I knew we were in trouble. It's such nonsense. I mean, supposedly she's a lawyer. She knows how rights work. All right, anyway. Janet is then quoted as saying, quote, allowing this additional time and providing $146 million in funding to recruit and retain vaccinated workers will help protect the lives of medical staff and patients, protect our healthcare capacity, and reduce the spread of the virus. October 9th, 2021, Bangor Daily News. Lewiston Hospital's staffing troubles prompt calls for Janet Mills to ease vaccine mandate. A Lewiston Hospital has closed its neonatal intensive care unit and is making drastic contingency plans in the event that it loses staffers who remain unvaccinated against COVID-19 with a mandate from Governor Janet Mills set to go into effect at the end of the month. The plan at Central Maine Medical Center is spurring local lawmakers to call on Mills to provide a testing opt to the mandate. The plan at Central Maine Medical Center is spurring local lawmakers to call on Mills to provide a testing opt-out to the mandate, something the Democratic governor has resisted so far. The hospital confirmed the worst-case scenario on Friday, saying 250 employees have no vaccination record with the hospital, and 170 of them deal directly with patients. Quote, We continue to work very closely with our as-yet-unvaccinated team members by giving them all the information they need to make an affirmative decision to receive the vaccine, end quote, said Ann Kim, spokesperson for Central Maine Healthcare, the hospital's parent. Maine Senate Minority Leader Jeff Timberlake, a Republican from Turner, and Senator Ned Claxton, Democrat from Auburn, who were on a Friday call with hospital leaders, said members of the regional delegation are planning uh, to petition Mills to consider a testing option for unvaccinated workers and to explore ways to provide aid to the hospital ahead of the deadline. They are also likely to ask Mills to consider deploying the Maine National Guard to bolster staffing. The hospital has brought up staffing concerns to lawmakers just over two weeks ago, Claxton said. He said the hospital has described longer wait times for emergency rooms and struggling to find space for patients. Quote, There have been rare instances where a patient has picked up COVID from hospitals thanks to the safety precautions staff take, Claxton said. If everyone is wearing face shields and gowns, do we really need to be pushing the mandate so hard? The Lewiston Hospital had a 75% staff vaccination rate as of the end of August, with a higher rate across the rest of Central Maine healthcare system. There are another 500 job openings. The hospital has to report its count of unvaccinated staff ahead of an an expected update on staff vaccinations for next week. 
The mandate went into effect last Friday, but the state will not enforce it until October 29th. Workers have until October 15th to get the Johnson & Johnson shot to comply with the mandate. Okay, October 10th, 2021, The Main Wire. Some healthcare workers resign as enforcement deadline of Governor Mills' vaccine mandate approaches. As the date of enforcement for Governor Janet Mills' COVID-19 vaccine mandate for healthcare workers approaches, hospitals and emergency medical services, EMS, are seeing employees resign rather than become immunized. Some of Maine's biggest hospitals have had close to 100 employees resign since the vaccine mandate was announced, exacerbating staffing shortages that existed before the pandemic and have been made worse by burnout and quarantines in response to exposure to COVID-19. Central Maine Medical Center in Lewiston recently closed its neonatal intensive care unit and is working on a contingency plan to address staffing shortages that will cut its intensive care unit beds by 50% and its medical surgical beds by 40%. The hospital's vaccination rate is approximately 75%. It confirmed that, as of Friday, it had 250 employees, 170 of whom are patient-facing, who have not provided the hospital with a record of vaccination. Hospital representatives are reportedly planning to petition Governor Janet Mills to build a testing option into the state's COVID-19 vaccine mandate. They are also reportedly considering asking Mills to call on the Maine National Guard to help address staffing shortages. As of October 1st, Central Maine Healthcare had lost approximately 70 staffers across its system. Northern Light had lost 99 staffers, 46 in direct patient care, and 53 in indirect patient care. Maine Health has had 69 staffers resign since the beginning of August. According to data provided by the Department of Health and Human Services, as of September 17th, approximately 77.2% of nursing home workers are vaccinated. Alright, October 12th, 2021, from New Center, Maine. Mills rejects requests by lawmakers' hospitals to amend vaccine mandate. Lawmakers asked Governor Janet Mills to amend her vaccine mandate after hospital administrators said it was prompting staff resignations. Governor Janet Mills on Wednesday rejected a call by some lawmakers and hospital administrators to delay the enforcement of an October 29th deadline for healthcare workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19. Quote, healthcare workers must take every precaution to protect themselves and those they serve, Mills said in a release, adding that, Quote, regular testing is not nearly as effective at promoting people's health as vaccination, which is why it is not a part of our policy and is not part of the forthcoming federal policy requiring all healthcare workers to be vaccinated, end quote. The remarks followed a series of announcements by Central Maine Medical Center in recent days regarding the suspension of some services due to staffing shortages. On Monday, the hospital said it had temporarily suspended pediatric, heart attack, and trauma patients, the hospital said those patients would be screened and stabilized and then transferred to nearby hospitals. Local lawmakers said they were asked by CMMC officials last week to attempt to convince Mills to amend the mandate, which already will take effect weeks after it was announced in order to allow unvaccinated employees more time to comply. Senator Jeff Timberlake, Republican Turner, told New Center Maine that hospital leaders met with him, Senator Ned Claxton, Democrat Auburn, and Senator Nate Libby, Democrat Lewiston, about what they said were serious staffing concerns at CMMC. 
Timberlake said he is increasingly concerned that more nurses might leave their positions due to extra work and more stress as a result of the staffing shortage. Timberlake, the Senate Republican leader and House Minority Leader Representative Kathleen Dillingham, Republican Oxford, sent a formal request to Mills and Democrat legislative leaders on Tuesday asking them to adjust the mandate to allow a testing exemption. Quote, I would hope they could find some bipartisan support in finding a solution to this problem, end quote, Timberlake said. And they went on to say, quote, The governor could easily just say, Okay, I'm going to change my mandate and allow for testing. Central Maine Healthcare is pleading for us to allow regular testing, whether it is weekly, twice a week, so that they can continue to serve Mainers, he wrote in the letter. This is the policy that was in place for the last year and worked without incident, end quote. But Mills said Timberlake and other Republicans, quote, should stop playing politics with the pandemic, end quote, and said the state would do everything it can to ensure adequate staffing at Maine's health care facilities. Okay, next, October 15th, 2021, from MPBN, Maine Public Broadcasting. Mills stands her ground as GOP intensifies pressure on the healthcare worker vaccine mandate. Central Maine Medical Center's announcement this week that it's curtailing some services because some workers refuse to get vaccinated initiated the latest effort by Republican legislators and aligned advocacy groups to hobble Democrat Governor Janet Mills in her anticipated re-election fight against former Governor Paul LePage. So far, the situation at CMMC isn't forcing Mills to back down from a COVID vaccine requirement for healthcare workers ahead of the October 29th deadline. Instead, Mills ripped GOP lawmakers for declaring that the requirement would cost lives and also for heightening the public resistance to the vaccines. Quote, Republicans should stop playing politics with a pandemic and instead use their voice to strengthen, not weaken public health measures, end quote, she said in a statement. Quote, because if they actually want to protect the health and welfare of Maine people, then they would stand up and use their power as elected officials to tell people the truth, that the vaccine is safe, it is free, and that everyone, regardless of politics, should get vaccinated immediately. Doing anything else is an absolute abdiction of leadership, end quote. Mills indicated Tuesday that the GOP's call for a testing option for healthcare workers who don't want to get vaccinated would likely be at odds with a forthcoming federal vaccine requirement drafted by the Biden administration for workers at healthcare facilities that receive federal Medicaid and Medicare funding. It's not yet clear how the federal requirement might affect federal funding, which accounts for more than half of participating hospitals' revenue, according to the Maine Hospital Association. The governor's health commissioner, Jean LeBrew, also noted during a news briefing this week that most of Maine's hospitals and healthcare workers are responding favorably. According to state tracking data, vaccinations at Maine's hospitals jumped from 85% to 92% between August and September. Vaccination rates at assisted living facilities climbed from 78% to 88% and 77% to 86% at nursing homes over the same period. Additionally, some hospitals are exceeding the state averages, the Millinocket Regional Hospital is reporting a vaccination rate of 100%. Quote, we should recognize it is possible to fully vaccinate healthcare workers against a communicable disease and not have critical staff shortages, end quote, Limbaru said. All right, before I start the next one, because I want to make sure the obvious is stated, 
The sudden rise in healthcare worker vax rates wasn't because all those people that swore they'd quit went and decided to get vaccinated. That's not what happened. What happened is that people that said they'd quit, quit. And then when they stopped counting the unvaxxed in those monthly totals, they're thrilled to share 100% vaccination rates, and then it's used as evidence that healthcare workers are responding favorably. All right, as that's going on, a group of Maine healthcare workers went to the Supreme Court to try and stop Janet's mandate there. From October 29th, 2021, the New York Times, Supreme Court won't block Maine's vaccine mandate for healthcare workers. The Supreme Court on Friday refused to block Maine's requirement that healthcare workers be vaccinated against the coronavirus, notwithstanding their religious objections. As is the court's custom in rulings on emergency applications, its brief order gave no reasons. But the three most conservative members of the court, Justice Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito Jr., and Neil M. Gorsuch, issued a lengthy dissent saying the majority had gone badly astray. Quote, Where many other states have adopted religious exemptions, Maine has charted a different course, Justice Gorsuch wrote for the dissenting justices. There, healthcare workers who have served on the front line of a pandemic for the last 18 months are now being fired and their practices shuttered, all for adhering to their constitutionally protected religious beliefs. Their plight is worthy of our attention, end quote. The court had earlier rejected challenges to vaccination requirements at Indiana University and for personnel in New York City school system. Those rulings were issued by just one justice, which can be a sign that the legal questions involved were not considered substantial. But those earlier rulings did not involve religion. The court has in other settings been quite protective of religious practices, even when they seemed at odds with public health. It has, for instance, repeatedly blocked state shutdown orders that treated houses of worship less favorably than what the justices and the majority said were comparable secular activities. Friday's ruling was, at least in that sense, something of a surprise. A little further down, it goes on to explain that, quote, Maine has required healthcare workers to be vaccinated against various contagious diseases since 1989, and the limited exemptions on religious or philosophical grounds under a state law enacted in 2019, before the coronavirus pandemic began. The state does exempt workers for whom the given vaccine would be quote-unquote medically inadvisable in the judgment of a healthcare professional. The 2019 law was the subject of a referendum, with about 73% of the state's voters approving it. Wow, yeah, I remember that passing was barely on my radar, but who'd have thought that that would have come back to bite so many people so quickly? Okay, now, that federal vaccine mandate for healthcare workers, the one that Janet desperately wanted to stay ahead of, that was handed down on November 5th, 2021. And how they did it was, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, or CMS, is the federal agency dealing with Medicare and Medicaid regulations and reimbursements to healthcare facilities. CMS made a rule change so the employees of any hospital or doctor's office that accepts Medicare or Medicaid must be vaccinated for COVID in order for CMS to reimburse them for the services provided to covered patients. Other than the COVID shot, CMS has no other vaccine requirements, and normally such a rule change would have required public comment, something that did not happen. And so the federal mandate started November 5th, 2021, and almost immediately it was challenged by about half of the state's 
split between a couple of different cases, one of the most prominent involving our neighbor New Hampshire. But when all was said and done, the majority of the Supreme Court agreed that CMS has the authority to create this rule and apply it to every state. Now, that doesn't mean every state is complying with the rule. This is from March 31st, 2022 in McKnight's Long-Term Care News. Kansas losing $350,000 for not enforcing healthcare worker vaccine mandate. Governor Laura Kelly on Tuesday said that despite the funding cut, Kansas state surveyors still won't enforce the federal mandate. Kansas employees should not be required to enforce a federal mandate this late in the pandemic, she said in a statement to local media. CMS leadership has assured me they're working with facilities and will not take punitive measures, end quote. The article goes on. Kelly's decision appears to set a precedent for other states to refuse to enforce the federal mandate and face a quote-unquote relatively light penalty, according to Brendan Williams, president and CEO of the New Hampshire Healthcare Association. Quote, from a risk-reward perspective, many states may decide it's worth retaining unvaccinated workers amidst an unprecedented workforce crisis at the cost of losing some survey funding, he told McKnight's on Wednesday. Leading Age Florida said it's not aware of similar communications from CMS to its state, considering Governor Ron DeSantis has also pledged that the state would not enforce surveyors to check for compliance to the mandate. All right, October 17th, 2022, so a full year after Janet refused to negotiate with anyone. The Bangor Daily News reported, Maine near top of nation in new COVID cases and hospitalizations. Maine is near the top of the nation in a COVID-19 resurgence that comes as weather turns colder and the cold and flu season begins. Even though the state boasts one of the highest vaccination rates in the U.S., the Pine Tree State has the fourth highest rate of new coronavirus cases per 100,000 residents of any U.S. state over the past week. According to the New York Times COVID data dashboard, Maine is tied with New York. You remember New York, one of the other states that pushed a vax mandate? Maine is tied with New York at 20 cases per 100,000 residents over the past week, compared with a national rate of 11 cases per 100,000. The state has the third highest rate of daily average hospitalizations at 222 per day, a 7% increase from the previous two weeks. On Monday, Maine hospitals had 234 COVID patients, with 44 of them in critical care, according to the Maine Center of Disease Control and Prevention. Piscataquis County reported the highest case rate among Maine counties in the past 30 days at 845 cases per 100,000 people, according to the Maine CDC data. One of Maine's largest hospital systems, Northern Light Health, had begun admitting more patients for COVID symptoms, though more recently the patients had been younger than anticipated, with some as young as in their 20s, a departure from their previous patients who were mostly in their 50s and 60s, said Dr. James Jarvis, the Senior Physician Executive for Northern Lights COVID-19 Response. All right, October 10th, 2022. And this one is actually from factcheck.org. It's a response to a report that was going around talking about how some Pfizer high-ups admitted in a European court that they had never tested the vaccine against transmission. And it was getting traction as being a big deal. Okay, so here's the fact check. It's not news nor scandalous that Pfizer trial didn't test transmission. 
The Food and Drug Administration authorized the use of the vaccine on December 11, 2020, in what the agency called a quote-unquote milestone in the fight against the coronavirus, or SARS-CoV-2, and quote, a true testament to scientific innovation and public-private collaboration worldwide, end quote. The clinical trials did not assess if the vaccine could reduce transmission, and neither the companies nor the government ever claimed they did. Quote, at this time, the data are not available to make a determination about how long the vaccine will provide protection, nor is there evidence that the vaccine prevents tr transmission of SARS-CoV-2 from person to person, end quote. The FDA stated when it announced the emergency use authorization. Similarly, in the authorization documents for the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine, the European Medicines Agency concluded that, quote, excellent vaccine efficacy, preventing symptomatic COVID-19, was shown, end quote, but that it, quote, is presently not known if the vaccine protects against asymptomatic infection or its impact on vial transmission, end quote, as well as the duration of the protection provided. And finally, the last one I have here is from November 4th, 2022. The National Law Review published CMS downshifts on expectations for covered healthcare provider staff COVID-19 vaccination. So this is from earlier this month and explains that the new enforcement rules are far more lenient than they had been when the rule was first implemented a year prior in November of 2021. Quote, while the new guidance from CMS continues to identify a less than 100% vaccinated staff or lack of even one vaccination-related policy as quote-unquote non-compliance, surveyors are instructed to look for egregious non-compliance and absence of quote-unquote good-faith efforts to comply before citing a condition-level finding, the type of which would trigger the need for a plan of correction and follow-up survey activity. Egregious noncompliance is described as a circumstance such as a complete disregard for the CMS vaccination mandate requirements, more than 50% of staff being unvaccinated, unless exempted or temporarily delayed, and or policies and procedures have not been implemented as required. For long-term care facilities and skilled nursing facilities, the updated QSO memo provides that facilities that are non-compliant but have quote-unquote implemented a plan to achieve a 100% staff vaccination rate would not be subject to an enforcement action. Similar to the way in which the terms are defined for hospitals and other provider types, egregious non-compliance is described as a quote-unquote complete disregard for the requirements or quote-unquote more than 50% of staff being unvaccinated and without having requisite policies and procedures in place. It goes on to explain that surveyors for all covered provider types are instead pointed toward a more holistic approach that considers, regardless of staff vaccination compliance, of facilities, infection prevention and control practices, such as proper use of personal protective equipment, transmission precautions which reflect current standards of practice and or other relevant infection prevention and control practices that are designed to minimize transmission of COVID-19. Okay, so that's pretty open-ended. There's no specific mention of testing or incorporating natural immunity, but that last line opens the door for those types of COVID policies. 
All right, it goes on to explain that, quote, prior guidance included a much more stringent approach, and over time, in conjunction with state health care vaccination mandates, was sometimes identified as one of the basis for covered providers' decisions to terminate unvaccinated staff to avoid threats to their provider agreements due to non-compliance. Covered providers should evaluate their current compliance with the CMS vaccination requirement in light of the updated QSO memo and consider updating existing policies and procedures to reflect this change in approach and interpretation. End quote. Now, Maine had been having a hard time getting and keeping enough healthcare workers. And yes, just as Janet and her administration will remind you, that was a problem before COVID. But she made the problem worse. Her vaccine mandate, the policies she refused to take public comment on or negotiate with the hospitals about alternatives, went far and above what was eventually handed down because the feds were allowing religious exemptions, something Janet refused to recognize. And now, a year after the federal mandate first came out, it appears about half the states are still refusing to enforce the mandate regardless of what the Supreme Court says which likely is what led to the CMS taking the teeth out of its own vaccine mandate and basically made it part of a larger COVID management plan that allows practices not necessarily recognized under federal guidelines. And on top of that, Janet's hardline vaccine mandate policy that was stricter than what the feds have handed down? It didn't work. We're one of the most vaccinated states in the country, and yet, somehow, we also have one of the highest COVID rates in the country. I could easily keep going. I could easily do what I just did for shutting down the schools and masking children for disease that was known then not to be dangerous to children and how people, her constituents, pleaded with her, please think of the children and Janet refusing, only to be shocked when test scores plummet. Shutting down's main small business economy, she tanked so many as they pleaded for mercy. With the power to choose which are essential and which are not, Janet picked the pandemic's winners and losers. And maybe the worst part of it is the absolute contempt she has for her fellow citizens. Anytime a local journalist actually nuts up and asks a quasi-hard question about how what she's doing is damaging the economy or her healthcare system or children or the drug problem, her response was and continues to be consistently the same. And it's that she's got a whole pot of federal money and she'll use it to repair all the damage COVID caused. And it's like, there's this scene that's probably like, in every gangster movie where there's a fight or maybe a beating that happens inside a restaurant or bar or whatever and at the end when they're dragging some poor bastard out by the arms some wise guy pulls out a wad of bills throws down enough to cover the damages and leaves like hey sorry we just trashed your place here's some money everything's fine here and like yeah thanks for the monetary damages but the guy at the bar is still spending his night cleaning up a big mess and spending the next few days getting repairmen and new tables, new pool sticks or whatever. And that's what Janet has done. She doesn't care about the damage caused because she's going to drop a wad of bills on the bar to make it square. Coven didn't cause our kids' test scores to crash, nor did it exacerbate a healthcare worker shortage in the middle of the pandemic. Janet Mills did those things. So, I don't know. It's unfortunate that... Not only did she win, but she won with a big enough margin, so now we're going to get to see what Janet ruling with a mandate looks like. Okay, I'm not sure what I'm doing next. Probably some website attention, got a list of broken links that need fixing, and some other ideas I want to explore, maybe a comment option or something. 
The next podcast will likely be a look at the midterm election data a bit, or maybe something more like this format. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for listening.